Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, I'm Promise, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into word, let's pray. Lord, just thank you for today, and just thank you for coming into our midst and just showing the way, showing us the way to go, so we don't stumble inside the darkness. And Lord, I also just thank you for making where you can teach us in that your teaching doesn't run dry. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen to that. Yes, sir, it is the living word. It never runs dry. Amen. So, good morning, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to our morning Bible study, and, and of course, we are continuing right now in the book of Romans. We're in chapter 9, and this morning we are going to reread um, the verses 6 through 12. So, could I get a volunteer to cover that section of scripture, please. Yes, I will. Thank you, honey. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it says, but it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel, nor are they all children because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac, your seed shall be called. That is, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted as the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time I will come and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when, the, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac, for the children not yet being born, nor having done any good or any evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls, it was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. Amen. Amen. So, as, as we normally do here, I want to open the floor up to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit has given and spoken to you, and of course to ask any questions that you have. All right? Okay. So, who would like to begin? I will. All right, LaCharles. First, I found verse 8 interesting where it says, That is, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as the seed. The Lord was just showing me that Paul is saying here is that inside of many places in Scripture, the Pharisees were talking to Jesus and claimed that they were sons of Abraham and had never gone to captivity and how Jesus had to remind them that just because Abraham was your father does not mean that's who their father was spiritually because they're claiming that they're good and holy because they had a holy father whereas Jesus was saying it's not more so about who your parents were it's about who you are as an individual it'd be like me trying to get into heaven saying my mom and dad were pastors oh lord I should be getting here lord would say what did you do now, what did your parents do as an occupation? What did you do? And then that's how I answer here. So Paul is addressing that, saying that 
you can't try to go into heaven and get accolades they say based on who your parents were and what they did in their lives and you can go live wildly and just expect to get in there but he's saying that we must live our own lives like that if we want to get into heaven enter into heaven so hmm. exactly that's a good point sir and how do you do that how do you enter in by obeying the lord's commandments same ways if somebody tells you you can go into the house, the only way you can get into the house is, first of all, you tell them and you obey the rules. Because mommy and dad said nobody's coming into the house unless they obey the rules. Well, <laughs> and, and specifically, you got to come through the front door, right? Yes. Through the way that yes. access has been permitted. So obedience is our loving worship towards the Lord, but the door is who? Jesus. Jesus. Okay. So that he is the entry point to heaven. So mm-hmm. someone who has lived their life like the Dickens or like the devil, and if they come to the Lord at, with their last breath, they are still welcomed in. If they accept Jesus into their heart, they're still welcomed into the kingdom when they leave, despite the fact that they didn't live their entire life correctly. So we always yes. have to keep in our the forefront of our mind and in our hearts and our, in our thoughts is that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We don't gain access mm-hmm. by our works. If I did everything right, but I still rejected Jesus, I would go to hell. Mm-hmm. That's it. Cut and dry. But because I received him, I've now entered into that grace. And be- then following that, because I love him, I continue and I strive to do the things that are pleasing to him to keep his commandments. So make sure we don't um, misappropriate or misalign those, those truths. We do need to do what God tells us to do, but we can't earn his love. We can't earn exactly. entrance into the kingdom. It comes by one way, and that is faith. Thank you. In the living God, the Son, Jesus Christ, as exactly who he is and as God has called him and created, not created, but um, as he is God and called him into the earth through the natural birth, through Mary. The Holy Spirit overshadowed her. He came through the virgin. He was born into the earth in a flesh, flesh, blood, and bone body, right? Lived on this earth, a sinless life, died for us, was crucified on the cross for our sins, was dead and buried, but raised again on the third day. He is God, the true and living God. So we must believe that. And that's how we, we come in. And then, because we love him, we keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. Yes, his grace that we access through faith, right? And yes. He first gave us that grace because of his love. But again, we access it through faith. I love how you brought this up, this verse up, because verse 8, not about the children of the flesh, Right? Yes. Again, so children by faith, if you will. Back in, still in Romans, but in chapter 4, it's really verses 3 through 25, like pretty much all of chapter (laughs) 4. But in verse 3 especially, right? What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. Mm -hmm. Believed, right? That's, That's faith. Exercising faith. Faith in action, if you will, right? And then what was the result? It was accounted to him for righteousness. Yes? Yes. That's what it says. It was that faith. Faith in the Lord. What does he say? You have to believe in him. Right? He said, you believe in God, good. Believe also in me. Mm -hmm. Right? And then he says, don't just believe in your heart. Confess with your tongue. With your mouth. Mm -hmm. 
that Jesus is Lord. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. And how do you? As, again, it's all through faith. Galatians three thirteen and fourteen. Right. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. It, for it is written, "Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree." That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, Amen. that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. So it's through faith that we access this grace, that we access uh, the door, which is Jesus, the door to the Father, because he's the way, the truth, and the life, right? Yes. It's through faith that we, that are not Jews, even Jews, right? Mm-hmm. All his creation. It's through faith that we can become sons and joint heirs with Christ. Mm-hmm. The belief has to be in Christ. Amen. Has to be. Amen. Nothing else will save you. Mm-hmm. And he are and he Christ Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, mm-hmm. already did the work. He already yes, redeemed he us. He already oh, paid the yeah. price for us to be to enter in, to be grafted in, to be considered joint heirs with him mm-hmm. and sons and daughters of the Most High. Again, and we've pointed this out many times, who was Abraham? He wasn't a Jew. He was from Ur of Chaldea. And the Lord called him. And the Lord spoke and said, this is who you are. And you're the father of many nations. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. He was he was the first Hebrew. And why was he that? Because the Lord called him. Because the Lord said what he said, and Abraham believed him. Amen. So if it's that way with Abraham, who is considered the, the patriarch and the father of the Hebrews, of the Jews, right? Abraham, Isaac, yes. and Jacob. Why would it be any different for anyone else who the Lord says can enter in? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be. Yes? Yes. So thank you for bringing that point up. So that's a, or the Holy Spirit for sharing that with you. Mm-hmm. Who else has something they want to share? Or were, you, or were you done, sir? I'm done. Okay. Um, on a slightly different side of things looking at the sonship or daughtership if you will being a (laughs) child of god and Um, it's still okay to call it sonship that's okay that doesn't steal anything from us as women to come in under that because we are humans (laughs) okay (laughs) it's okay we know who we are no y'all are whoa mans (laughs) (laughs) yes it's not hugh woman's (laughs) no 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 (laughs) what what god said is sufficient to describe us so yes Amen. amen And remember, when you put off your natural exterior, there's neither male nor female, correct? So yes. come on in and it's all right. Um, I looked at chapter 8, verse 14, where it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. And um, thinking about what Paul was expressing here about being a child of God, it wasn't just the natural um, heritage or lineage of your parents, um, he reminded me of when Moses went to go talk to the Lord and asked him to show him his glory and 
the Lord hit him in the cleft of the rock and covered him with his hand and passed by mm-hmm. and then removed his hand so Moses could see his back. And when the Lord had said that he was merciful to thousands, it just kind of caused me to look at that side of things and um, connecting it to the first part of like verse 6 where it was talking about that the word of God was not made of no effect because someone didn't live it perfectly, if you will, and how God still makes ways and opportunities for them to become saved and to become his child through the through faith in Jesus Christ and how he's merciful to do those things. He doesn't hold a grudge. He doesn't get angry with you and, and um, pushes you away because you've messed up once or twice, but he's always willing to forgive you and always willing to help you as long as you, dad, as you like to say, truly repent with your whole heart, not just saying it with words, but meaning it um, in action as well. In spirit and in truth, you shall serve me and worship me, not just mm-hmm. with, with your words. So it just kind of reminded me of how good God is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you can always tell the difference, right? That's why I say that. Uh, what does the Lord say about his own children, the people of Israel, when they were in the wilderness? These people's lips, right? Honor say, me. Honor me. But their heart is far from me. And how was that known? It was demonstrated by all of the actions. All of the actions that they did that were contrary <coughs> In opposition to what the Lord said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they walked through the wilderness. They did all those things. They were fed. They received the manna and all these miracles. They received all those blessings and benefits every day. Cloud by day, fire by night. They saw, they experienced, and received countless blessings. Every day for 40 years. I'll let someone <laughs> who's listening do the math. And figure out just in the manna how many miracles that was. Right? And then multiply that because it wasn't just manna. It was, there was manna. There was a time for quails. There was a time, again, the cloud and the fire and water. Ev- and water. And I mean, like, this is every day. Just in those, some would call them basic necessities. Food, water, mm. right? Clothing that never yes. wore out. Shelter, same thing. Like tents never wore out. They had everything they needed. Wow. Just in those quote unquote basic necessities. How many miracles that was hmm. over the course of 40 years. Mm-hmm. But what were their actions? That they were against God and they didn't want to be there. And that was that was demonstrated time and time again but it wasn't just their actions because they also spoke those exact words that they didn't want to be there that they didn't believe and they didn't trust him mm-hmm. you know when we think about the messiah i think it's important that we always remember him um you know we were doing praise and worship today the um the song that was talking about jesus having his arms wide open mm-hmm. When we think about him, we should be looking at his faithfulness isn't based on our righteousness. He is long-suffering. <laughs> and I still don't even do it justice. He is long-suffering. And his arms don't have a, um, a counter on it, if you will. Like, oh, that's your 15th time messing up, son. 
goodbye. You know, I'm, I'm done with you. It is us who reject him, but even in our rejected, our rejecting him position, his arms are still open towards us. So when we think of him, let's hold him rightly in our minds. And we are humans. And there's always an, an attempt of the enemy to get us to grumble and complain against God. There's always an attempt of the flesh that is not buffeted to fight against God. There is always that opportunity to complain about him but it doesn't change who he is that he is long-suffering abounding in goodness and truth full of mercy keeping mercy for generations generations he does not forget who he is and his character doesn't change because we are flawed or we reject him or we disgrace him or we mistreat him or abandon him he is always who he said he is Mm -hmm. so that kind of when you were talking, Le Charles, but but both you and Layla, it reminded me of a couple of things. Um, first, in Genesis chapter twenty-five, starting with um, verse one, it says Abraham again took a wife. This is after Sarah died, and her name was Keturah, and she bore him Zimram, Joshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak. And Shua, Josh, Jokshan begot Sheba and Dedan, and the sons of Dedan were Asherim, Letsherim, and Lumim, and the sons of Midian. And it keeps going on. In verse 5, it says, And Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. Remembering what we just read in Romans chapter 8, right? Those verses. He gave all that he had to Isaac, but Abraham gave gifts to the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had. And while he was still living, he sent them eastward away from Isaac, his son, to the country of the east. So when you think about that, normally when we think about Abraham's children, we think Ishmael and Isaac. And, and when we've talked about this the, over the, the previous episodes, mm. we, we referenced Ishmael and Isaac and there being a difference between the two. But you see clearly he continued to give birth, not give birth literally, but to father children after Sarah died. The, the son of promise was indeed and in fact Isaac, but he still was able to walk in that blessing, that fruitfulness that God, when he restored his ability to father children and gave him that grace he still went on walking in that blessing. But all of these children did not replace the son of promise. They were additional children. They were blessing to be sure, but they had their own path to walk in. And there are plenty of people that could go, oh, genetically, we have, we're, we have ties to Abraham. But in James, I mean, John chapter 10, let's take a look at that. And we're going to start in verse 7 and go down to 18. And if someone has it, will you read it for me, please? I will. Thank you, honey. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. I'm checking my page. All who ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not hear them. Can you I, read verse 8 again for me, baby? 
All who ever come before me. Came before me. All who ever came before me, sorry. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. By a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. Amen. Okay, so we read all that to, first of all, conform, confirm Jesus is the door, and any, anyone trying to enter in another way is a thief and a robber. But in verse 16 is very interesting, because he's talking to Jewish people in, in the flesh, and we've already just established and read in Genesis chapter 25 that Abraham had more children than just the two that we commonly reference. He had several more children, and then they had children, and they just kept going on and on. And we actually see those peoples again, the Midianites and, you know, Medans and all of those things. We see those people again throughout scriptures. Um, but in verse 16, he tells us, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. So we're looking at both the natural and the spiritual. The spiritual says that whoever believes, just like Abraham did, which causes that father of faith and that, that genetic pass down of faith, if you will, this is how we're connected. My DNA has faith in it, just like his DNA had faith in it. Right. Because that's what established yes. Abraham as the father of many nations. That's what gave him opportunity to come into the blessing and the promise of God is because he believed him. So it is a spiritual genetic bond that we share that makes us the family of God, that makes us who we are in Jesus Christ versus merely a natural one. Because technically, didn't all the people that replenished the earth come from Noah and his generations? And wasn't Abraham of Noah's generations? And then the, uh, the many additional children that came. So there's a lot of people that could make a claim. But like God has already witnessed to us and confirmed throughout his word, he doesn't look at the natural. He's not looking at the outward appearance, but that of the heart. So when we come back over to Romans chapter 9, and he's talking about, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel. And then we, we come down through Sarah receiving the promise of the son, um, Isaac, and then even Isaac, when he had two children, God still said, Jacob is going to have dominion over Esau, even though Esau was the older. And then we'll continue to read through the scriptures to see the rest of the um, truth of how God knows who we are and what our choices will be. And he predestines good paths for us to walk in and each of us have a choice. And still he knows what we'll choose. So 
as our hearts come forward to God. He's already made, he's already known that, right? Yes. So it just reminded me of that when I, when I heard you two speaking of what God put on your heart, that he does predestine us and all of these things God is working together because he's a good God and he's faithful. So there was, there was one other thing that I wanted to add and, and it backs up a little bit back to Abraham. Right. Okay. And we've talked about this a little bit in the past. The Lord said about Abraham that he would teach his children about him. Amen. Right. Um, yes. His children. That is more than one. That's more than just Isaac. Uh, clearly, if we looked at how Abraham lived his life, it was a life of faith. Yes. Yes. That's why he's mentioned in Hebrews 11, one of the uh, heroes of faith or generals of faith, however you want to call it. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we look at all the different nations that came from Abraham. You mentioned the Midianites. They had access to the same thing. They were taught the same instruction that Isaac received. Mm-hmm. We already made mentioned in an earlier episode about um, Ishmael mm-hmm. and how, yes, he came first, but he wasn't the son of promise. Mm-hmm. But he still received the same teaching, the same everything that, that Isaac received, Ishmael was given that. Mm-hmm. An as opportunity far as, to enter in. Yes, thank you. Yes, that's to, what I mean. To relationship with God, that was absolutely that was presented it. to Teachings him. about the Lord. He received everything of that nature mm-hmm. that Isaac received. And he could never be a replacement never. for Isaac. Because that's not how God operates. I don't, I don't need to be a replacement for you. Jesus is what we could look at and say, he took our place on the cross, but he's still not mm-hmm. also Kamisha. He's not also... So Isaac was the son of promise and that's something that God had predestined for him to do and to be. But Ishmael absolutely had an opportunity to walk with God and to enter into covenant relationship because at the end of the day, that's what's important. Not if my life is more special than yours or not, but it's, do I lo- do I have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ? And am I a part of his family? It's not to be comparative to anyone else's walk or destination that God has for them or their destiny, but it is to go, am I a son? Are you a son? Are you a child of God? I'm a child of God. And each of us uniquely fill the place that God created for us to, to, to live and to walk in. Absolutely. But just like we said about, or the Lord has to teach about Ishmael being in opposition and mocking and all those other things. Mm-hmm. Even if you look at Midian, you see the same, the same actions. Did it say that Midian openly mocked? No. But there came a time after the Lord brought them out of Israel, out of Egypt, that they had to go by Midian. And actually, Midian, the Lord says that Midian caused the Israelites to sin. And then it came that they were to attack them, go to war with them, and slaughter all the males. So we have to look at how did how did it come to that place? Well, Clearly, the, the obvious answer is sin. Sin separates us from the Lord, and when it reaches its fullness, it produces death. Mm. Well, and then, Dean, you shared a, 
uh, quite encouraging uh, video with us this morning uh, after our praise and worship time. And they were talking about reading the word publicly, sharing the word with each other. So, honey, you just reminded us how the scriptures tell us that God declared of Abraham that he would teach his children exactly. God's ways after him. And that didn't just mean the children that he birthed, but it also meant the children's children. Because Jacob exactly. grew up in the house. He knew his grandfather. Jacob and Esau yes. knew their grandfather. So he taught their them as well. He taught not only his his first line generation, mm-hmm. but the next one. But so then that means he there's a really good chance because God said that he would do this, that he taught the the he taught Midian and Medan and all of them, but then there was a time that they forgot the word. Exactly. And and the Lord acknowledges, hey, look, they're your kin. Like they're related to you. But it didn't change the fact that they were in opposition to the Lord. Right. And what changed, and I just wanted to highlight, what was the differentiating factor? We saw Jacob go into, um, even when he was separated and fled from his brother, he set up altars to God. Mm-hmm. He prayed to him. He said connected with him through his, his time of wandering while he was working in Laban's house. And he raised his children to know. Absolutely. He maybe could have been a little bit more diligent, but he still passed that on and he still held to God. And you can see him having times of, of prayer and wrestling with the Lord and building altars mm-hmm. to God. He kept close to him. Well, if you look down generations and you go, there's no semblance of God, you have to know that there was a forgetting of the word because the word is how we, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Absolutely. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there was a part where they came, they became separated and detached from God as a whole. But even still in that, according to John chapter 10, God said, there's, I have sheep that are not in this fold. There were Romans that believed God there. Um, I was always really surprised to hear about, um, Balaam. He was a prophet of God before he rebelled against him and went off, went after prophet, uh, money prophet. He was a prophet of God until he disdained and despised just being that and wanted riches for himself. So even that, when I was first coming into the Lord, that surprised me. There were people that knew God. And mm-hmm. and I'll say it in this, this way, because you brought up some great points that I was wanting to get to, but um, for, for time, uh, we'll just, I'll keep it short. You brought up Jacob and how he could have been more diligent in his walk. And yes, we all can be more diligent in our walk. It's not a it's not about perfection, although we are to be perfect in Christ, right? Be holy for I am holy, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not a, a condemning if you've made a no. mistake. Just bring it before the no, Lord. Absolutely. Repent. Ask him to forgive you. Oh, and I'm sorry. I didn't mean that no, no, to no, sound no. harsh. No, no, no. I, I, I I'm just, I, for the listeners, I want to make it clear, right? It, Yes, we are to be conformed to the image of Christ, and we will reach perfection in Christ. We're not, we have not arrived yet. No. We are working out our soul salvation. Mm-hmm. The Lord understands when we mess up or make mistakes. Or, That's or what sin. His grace is for. <laughs> Thank you. That's what his, his grace is for. And he gave us that grace because he loves us while we were still sinners. And we access that same way Abraham did, through faith. Mm-hmm. Everything is through faith. Oh, yes. And so I, I just want to encourage everybody. Yes, and amen. And I, I only reference the diligence part is because when you look down through his 12 sons, they murdered entire villages, uh, an entire village of, or 
town city of people the men the men in that city so mm-hmm. like when you're thinking of his family and how they didn't all stick to the lord right there's an element as parents that we do need to be diligent in what we do does that mean that we carry all the weight and burden on ourselves absolutely not we have to enter into his grace and trust him that he is faithful to fill in and cover everything because he's the only one that knows all things so it wasn't a judgment it was just recognizing that he had some rough patches they were going to murder their own little brother and they sold him into slavery so it, that that's all that was referencing it wasn't a dig at jacob i certainly appreciate his faith in god and you know that's why i mentioned first that he stuck close to god he did so and same with david right you see this throughout the world they were all sent except for christ and the Lord still said, these are my people. We have all sinned and fallen short of the Amen. glory of God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, he, he, so I know that's, that's me, that's you, it's, it's everyone listening. We've all done that. And the Lord's not here to condemn us. He just asks that we come back into alignment, that we repent and come back into under his wings, under his grace. He's already washed it away, our sin away, white as snow. I just encourage you to do that today. And with that, let's pause there for pause there. And can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. Lord, we just thank you for your abounding grace and your abounding mercy, Lord, and for having open arms towards us, Lord, for providing us with the doorway to become one with you as we once were lord that jesus christ your son is the way the truth and the life lord and that we have access to you through him lord and that we can have anything that we need lord our needs provided for through you lord and through your son god and we thank you for your holy spirit that you sent to guide us into all truth lord and to show us things to come to reveal the mysteries of you lord and the plan that you have for each and every one of us lord individually and then collectively god so i just thank you for being who you are lord and just being you in jesus name amen in jesus name amen amen love you god bless you And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.